Hello, I'm Philip Stoughton. I'm here at Productronica 2023 and I'm joined by Michael from CMS Electronics. Before we dig into what's going on in the market, Michael, give me a brief overview of, of your company, the scale and the footprint. I will do that, but first of all, I have to say thank you to give me a chance to be interviewed by you. On one hand, on the other hand, I have to thank you, especially because that you are putting our industry so much in the focus. Thank you very much for that. CMS is a typical European EMS provider. We are founded in 2003 and it was a management buyout out of Philips. It was a small Philips department. And then we used the opportunity and the capabilities of our people and started with electronic manufacturing. We are headquartered in Austria and to give you a little bit of flavor, we are, if I say, typical EMS. We have a turnover around about 120 million euros. We have another factory site in Hungary and as a door opener, a small production site in Germany as well. What we are doing with that is we have a small company, a new one. It was a new situation which we are using for prototyping. It's called PCPVIS. And the basic idea behind this that we are providing on an online platform the opportunity, especially for development guys, to order their prototype pretty much independent at what time. It can be during the night. Behind there is a software with artificial intelligence, at least small volumes of that. Okay, okay that's really interesting. So, interesting footprint. Um, one of the things, and congratulations on the business, by the way. It sounds like a very interesting business. One of the things you've been through over the last few years is just one disruption after another, one challenge after another. You got through COVID, well done. You got through the component crisis. Now we're seeing some economic issues and some challenges, and we're also seeing a bullwhip effect from all that inventory from the component crisis come through the um, come through the supply chain. How's that impacting your business, and what are you seeing as the major effects? I think the major effect is that we never had a situation situation like that. We were suffering till summer and we had shortages of material. So in consequence, we had a very inefficient manufacturing, so it was quite cost expensive. And out of a sudden, now orders are short. So we have the people on board, we have the capacities, we invested a lot of money, but we are short on orders. So we are jumping from one critical situation into another, and it's hard to explain your employees you are forcing them in the past, hey, you have to support us, you must come in during the weekends. We have to serve the customers, we have to take care of about the customers, and now you have to tell them, hey, we are short on orders, we have at least even laid out some of them, which is quite difficult. I never ever had a situation like that, at least normally in forehand you are caning a little bit out of the situation. In this moment in time, we didn't cane out of the first situation with a short material, and now we are looking in the second crisis. Yeah. But what I have to say as well, if you look into the future, I'm quite confident, because if you see the megatrends, talking about energy saving, talking about digitalization, talking about the environment situation, this is only possible with electronics. 
Yeah. And I think this is what we can talk about. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And I think, like you say, the overall trend there is 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 quite a steady positive trend. And the the real issue is that this inventory hump, if you like, is working its way through the supply chain. So consequently, I guess your customers have excess inventory. You perhaps have excess inventory. That has an impact on cash flow as well as everything else. That's what it is. It's That's an actual operational problem, which we are, well, let's see, these are the obstacles we are fighting at this moment in time. Uh, it's obviously that we cannot only take, as an EMS partner, the stock levels on our own. We have to go into negotiation with the customers, what we did already in the past, and figure out what can be done to have a fair share in the whole supply chain. Because in this moment in time, that's my impression, everyone is fighting for a fine balance sheet, especially year-end is coming. But overall, we must find solutions to share it and how can we overcome such a situation which is suitable for both parties. Yeah. And when you look at that, you're, you're kind of in this position in the middle of the supply chain. You've got component suppliers on one side, you've got your customers on the other side. How collaborative are they prepared to be or do they tend to push the problem in one particular location? It's not such an easy question because on one hand I don't want to blame the customers. Uh -huh. I don't want to blame the suppliers. But if I just read a little bit, it's much more difficult in this moment in time talking to suppliers. If I would say, wait it, yeah, I say the more difficult side is on the supply side because you know that very well. They try to secure their business. Typically, we have NC, NR components. They had very long lean times in the past to secure the business as well. And now it is a question, how can we handle this? On the customer side, I have to say, they are pretty much aware about that. It's more a question of burden sharing. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier. Yeah. Even so, EMS is a service partner. We are supplying services. Yeah. So you know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. People asking for services. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you have to take some responsibility there. Absolutely. So when, when, you, when you kind of project this forward and you think about this current disruption, you think about previous disruptions, and you kind of temper that with optimism about the future because we see this constant growth in more and more electronics in e-mobility in medical in in ev in in all kinds of different sectors how does that make you think about how you design your business for the future how do you design your business to be robust be secure but also be agile enough to deal with these issues it's a very good question because to answer it you have to look a little bit in which segments we are and we started our business and were concentrating pretty much on automotive because at that moment in time, there was 2003, automotive was a real change. There was an electronic components level of maybe 5% of the value of the car. Yeah. And then it was really climbing. climbing up. So we did that and then we started quite early to be to look for other segments as well, especially in the industry. Industry, we are concentrating on energy efficiency, energy saving, air conditioning systems, 
everything was has to do with infrastructure, yeah. which is a good field because this will become more and more of important in the future, thinking in terms of environmental issues. Currently, especially in Europe, it's a very difficult field because of the recession. But I think on the long term it will grow. Automotive, it's a difficult field because you are pretty much under pressure. You have very low margins, pretty real demanding market, demanding customers. On one hand, on the other hand, you have the advantage it's quite stable. Even so they are low, you are talking about 5%, yeah. not more. And the third segment we are in is medical. In the medical area, it's more difficult for us because of our size. It's not so easy to get the right partners on board. We have to concentrate in that field more on startup companies. And you know, it's not so easy really how sustain that businesses. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult to predict what's going on. Last question, when you look forward to 2024 with all these different dynamics, how, how optimistic are you about the, the year and what do you think you have to, to do to, um, to exploit the opportunities that are there? As, as far as I can see it now and what I heard from the markets, my expectation is that we will have a very weak first half of the year. In the second half of the year, I do expect that the demand levels are coming up again because you said before discussing the bull whip yeah. effect. So we see that the markets will come up again. Overall, my expectation is that we will be on the same level as this year. The growth we had in the past will not be possible. I can't see this. So we have to concentrate and we should use this year to equalize the business a little bit and try to figure out how we can especially overcome the cash flow situation because we are still pretty much fighting with the cash flow because of the high stock levels. So my expectation is that we will have a relief on the stock level side, especially if we are able to have good negotiations with our suppliers at least not to cancel all orders, but at least to get some relief and move it into the future. If this will happen, I think it will be a tough but a manageable year. Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? I think it's pushing that, pushing that stock bubble through and getting, getting the best out of that and then using that opportunity to think about the efficiencies and the digital transformation in the business um, to, you know, to make sure things are moving in the right direction. I think one important issue is always we are, talk we are talking about digitalization. We are talking about supply chains. We are thinking about how can inter artificial intelligence can be used for the supply chain, can be used for the supply chain management. But this will only work if we have a good trust level, if we have respect each other, because it's pretty much depending on the data which are in the system. So what I expect from 2024 20, 20, is that we will at least try to come to an acceptable and better supply chain level again. And this is one of the most important issues.
Yeah, and that digitalization, if that can can create greater visibility and that visibility creates more trust, then then you have something that, that helps everybody. Yes, yeah. absolutely, because if this will not be the case, you can discuss any systems, but they can't be supportive. Because a system is can only, it's at the, at the end you are talking about the algorithm. But we need more trust and more understanding in the supply chain for each other and this was not the case in the last three years yeah. everyone was fighting more or less for himself yeah. and I think that's a critical situation it's not helpful looking into the supply chain and the different partners in the supply chain as well yeah, yeah no it's essential that we have that openness and some open collaboration and as you say perhaps that open collaboration has been better with customers over the last three or four years than it has been with suppliers but I think there's hopefully a willingness on all parties to improve that so hopefully we can look forward to something better in the future. Yes and what I see is as I pointed out before if you see really the major trends uh, EMS and the EMS companies are a real partner to make it happen. Yeah. This must this is for sure because there will be many companies which are even not aware of themselves that they need electronics in the future yeah. to be part in the to be part and to take part in the business. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that gives us the long term optimism. So good luck with the short term, good luck with the long term and thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.